Okay, okay, okay. It says we are live. The button's red. That's right. good to go. So welcome, everybody, to episode 21. 21 episodes now of the XBL Party Podcast. My name is Ash, a.k.a. I'm a Ghostbuster. And I am joined, as always, by our awesome uh, group of worldwide friends, as uh, Bob's been sharing on Twitter. So uh, we have got... Um, Fabio here as always, we've got uh, Alucard, we've got KY Bob, and we've got Slayer Exclusive. Uh, the Jinner is celebrating his birthday from early in the week, so he's not joining us this week, but he will be back next week, or the next show, should I let, say. Let him have fun at Peppa Pig Awards, simple as that. That's it, we, we wish him many happy times opening his presents at Peppa Pig Land again. And in the gin is in the gin is part of the world. Trust me, on his birthday, he's sloshed right now. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, well, uh, it's the week after E3. It finished um, this week, just gone. Uh, we're going to be talking all about what we watched. What we liked, what we didn't like, uh, stuff that's happened afterwards. Uh, but let's jump in to stuff we haven't covered in a, a couple of weeks. What have you all been playing this last week? So we'll start with you, Alucard. What have you been playing? Well, I'm starting to go back to Resident Evil 2 Remake because I stopped playing it for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> I guess when you have a lot of games, you just keep on jumping back and forth. But um that's part of my backlog and i'm having trouble with that game like trying to figure out like all the different like where all the items you have and where they go and the puzzles i guess i'm not as smart as i used to be <laughs> i don't know what the game is just it gets it's tough like i'm just like i don't know where i'm supposed to go and i'm being chased by mr x and it's just like it's terrifying <laughs> But it's awesome. It's an awesome game. And then I downloaded like a demo from the Game Fest like showcase, Skeleton Crew, and that game's really cool. If you like nice, nice. I think it's roguelike though, which is I'm not really a fan of. But it's hard to say. Uh and then I was playing some I play, I started playing more knockout city because I wanted something different. Um like a different kind of multiplayer experience. Besides shooters and shooters and shooters, because everything's a shooter. <laughs> and it actually is not, I guess, technically, because it's like dodgeball. Uh, and then I got Call of Duty Cold War because I wanted to play the campaign, because I wanted to play, like, I miss playing Call of Duty campaigns, because it's amazing. It's like playing it in, in a movie, in a war movie. And I was like, so I, I had an urge, so I went and bought it. Um, and I, I bought the cross-gen bundle. It was on sale for like $45. So I was like, that's not bad. Was it uh, good? Like... Yeah, I mean, I, I just started it. And I'm just like, the characters, are, the acting is so good. I mean, it, this is like blockbuster movie, you know, like yeah. quality. It's like a Vietnam movie like, at the beginning as well, isn't it? When you're on, when yeah, you're in that uh, helicopter flying so around good. that base and you're just like yeah. haggering them with the machine guns. I, I must admit... Yep. That bit was amazing yeah. in the campaign. Yeah, Call of Duty so is good. never short on production values. It's always so yeah. Funny. It's it's just amazing. Like I, and like the the characters. I mean, you actually could. They made it so you actually could talk to people. So they added a little bit of a like more of a story, I would say, because you can 
talk to different characters and you can go back and talk, ask them questions. So it's like they added more of like a RPG a little bit to it, you know, like not really, but just a little more interactive to, than just shooting, you know, I think it's really cool. I haven't played Call of Duty for years. So it's like, to me, this is like a big deal. You know, I'm kind of like it. <laughs> so did, did anyone play this game? after the beginning of it because okay the beginning is nice but what about the rest is it good it, the, i've played a few more levels i never got to the end of it it was one of those games i bought in like a bulk with a load of other games um yeah. but the, the campaign is really good uh, yeah, the multiplayer the amazing. multiplayer is always solid it's just the same as always um okay but it's well, one I've, of those ones i want to go back to it just takes up too much hard drive space unfortunately it is. It was like 294 oh, gigs. Wow. I was like, holy crazy. crap. Yeah, it's crazy. You yeah. use your own hard drive for Call of Duty. It's yeah. insane. If you've got I, a I, Series I, S, it's uh, crap. Yeah. Holy shit. thing is, you could pick and choose what you want to download, so you don't have to download everything. So I downloaded like the base game, the campaign, the ray tracing. There's a ray chasing download. HD download, and then you can download the multiplayer separately, and then you can download the zombie mode separately. So everything's separate. So you can like okay. uninstall and, and download certain parts. And I want to play the zombie mode because I never played it ever in my entire life. So I'm looking forward to playing that too. So yeah, that's what I'm up to. Nice, nice. What about you, Fabio? What have you been playing? So since my work at the college just started back returning to start, returned during the beginning of this week i wasn't able to play almost nothing i only played sea of thieves with you guys yesterday and yeah we need to to try to play with everyone from the podcast i don't know why we never <laughs> we can never do this i have no idea what's going on it's and... because we're worldwide, Fabio. We've all got different time zones. Yeah, one o'clock yeah, in the morning. Well. I went to sleep last night playing just to stay up to play some Sea of Thieves. I was well, I, I was dead you... this morning. I'm not gonna lie. Well, we uh... did give you the option to go sleep, okay? And you decided, oh no, let's continue. Yeah, we, we had we had that. so much we had so much merchant crates. Oh, I don't want to give up like a lot more. So after you, it was just because I, of the I couldn't keep going because of the fun, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just using you as like um, goods merchants, yeah. just sort of like uh, <laughs> mules. <laughs> you must see a few mules stand on the boat and just just you know. Is oh, a lookout, pretty much. I, I wasn't very well coming. last night. Okay. I kept I kept disappearing. I wasn't very well. I was like running off to like not be sick, so I did keep disappearing. But yeah, most of the time I, I take Sea of Thieves with about as much seriousness as can be done. I'll stand on the boat. I'll play music at inappropriate times. I'll shoot at things we don't want to shoot at. I'll shoot your monkeys out just because I can. Yeah. I, yeah. I, They've got an explosive like, barrel. I'll shoot it when you stood next to it. I don't care. It's just fun. Like is the type of guy. Ash is the type of guy who everybody else is trying to stop the boat from sinking. He's already moved to the bow. He's up there playing his accordion. Yeah, the slow, like, sad oh, song. Here we go. So like, Ash, Ash is a motherfucker in Southeast because he here he is standing at the at the deck. Okay, and then he tells. 
there's a rock in front of us. <laughs> drop the anchor or turn the boat. And he's, he's standing still there, like, drop the anchor. Yeah. yeah. I'm the lookout. So it's, not my, the it's not my job to turn the boat. You're still at the wheel. Turn the boat. <laughs> I was, yeah, nobody was on the wheel. God damn it. It's not like raising the anchor. When you raise the anchor, that takes time. To drop the anchor, you just got to run over and hit it and move. It, yeah. it drops itself. Yeah, well... <laughs> I was there in spirit. What do you want? He just, he just, he just stands on the on the edge of the boat and says, "We're about to crash." Yeah. Someone drop the anchor yeah, instead of just running around, running, turning think, around and dropping it himself. I think that we all should get. If, I don't know if you guys drink, but like we all should get totally wasted and play it for real. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> see how see how bad it gets then. <laughs> these these guys don't follow my philosophy of let's just roger everyone just for shits and giggles even though i hate uh, people that do that in sea of thieves when i'm playing it i'm we're just trundling uh, along we've got a ship full of crates and treasure chests and i'm like let's go let's fight and they're like no let's not well, do that and did, i'm like let's do well, it you, well you did I, miss something because yesterday slayer and i we had some pvp there oh nice yep I still want to kill a Kraken. I want to take on a Kraken. We've not done it. The only time I've ever had a Kraken in game was, was when we played with Alucard and we, we sacrificed <laughs> you so we could get rid of all the yeah. treasure chests while the Kraken yeah. killed you. It was fun. I was like, I want to fight more Krakens. So I'm like, they should have like a Kraken horde or something there you know, where you just try to fight as many as you can. You well, they have, they have shown a Kraken or some sort of sea kraken type monster in the new DLC. We'll talk about that in a bit as well. Um, yeah. Which looks Watch awesome. Schedule. Let's just spoil everything. Right. <laughs> what about you, Bob? What have you been playing then? Um. Well, uh, you know, Open Country came out. And I've been playing open country. It's a little rough nice. around the edges, but if you like survival games, mm -hmm. um, it's it's really good. Um, the, it's a little like I said, it's rough around the edges when it comes to resolution, but it it's a great survival game. Um, open country. Uh, the yeah, it's only it's only fourteen ninety nine U.S. dollars. I've so, got uh, I've got Green Hell, which is. That's a brand new uh, survival game. Is is it? What is it? Where does it take place in? It takes place in um, the what in the wilds of like open country, and I don't know where it is. I think it's in the U.S. somewhere. But um, you're a guy who is living the office life, you know, the daily grind in a city, and you start remembering the times when you were a kid running around in the woods and whatnot, and so you you quit your job. And you get a camper and you go out into the open country, out, you know, out into the wilds and you meet up with uh, a couple of guys who kind of take your hand and say, hey, um, I'm a park ranger and I need some things done around here. Can you do them for me? And a lot of it is like you got to go out and herd populate and you got to, you know, you got to control herd population and you got to kill some elk that are getting overrun and the whole time you're out there you're trekking across vast distances in order to get to the animal that you need to take care of or to the um the place that you need to survey so you're constantly having to build camps and hunt for food and come back and cook it and find find uh moving water so that you can refill your canteen so that you don't die of thirst and you get rest and I mean, it is a great survival game, but it, mm. graphically, it is kind of rough around the edges. I think it's only like 1080p. So, mm -hmm. and then right, the though. Gina, the Gina got me into, got me back into Outriders. 
<laughs> and so I was, I was continuing because see, I stopped midway through the story when I found out that you couldn't progress your world level in the end game, so your world tier level. And so I stopped midway through and uh, decided that I was going to max out my world tier level before I moved on through the game. So I maxed that out. Well, unfortunately, maxing that out kind of burnt me out a little bit. So now I've had a break and now I'm back into it and I'm enjoying it. And I'm actually going through the story in a story. I, I think the story is really good. The story in Outriders is what the story that wasn't there in Anthem should have been. And uh, I've been playing Master Chief Collection. I've been playing Wreckfest. I've been playing Zombie Army 4 because uh, I finished the campaign. I'm going through the extra DLCs now, which there are six standalone stories after you finish the main game. And they're still adding. Yes. Um, let's see. Uh, da, 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 and that's about it. And and uh, rewatching E3 and picking all those tidbits apart. <laughs> nice. What about you then, Slayer? So for me, um, I didn't play too much of a variety this week because I was trying to mostly finish up uh, my Sea of Thieves uh, pass, season pass. So, um, you know, I I think I'm like 10 levels away now and there's only like four days left. So I have a little bit more work to do. But yeah, yesterday's session was a lot of fun. Um, Like, you know, like Fabio was saying, we, you know, and, and like I said earlier, like we, after you left, we we did a lot more. Like we got a lot of uh, we did like a cargo run for the level five uh merchant alliance thing two and nice. yeah, two cargo runs and uh, they each of them actually not that not that far. It was like one of them was really literally like the next island over, and yeah. for each of them we got about like over twenty thousand gold. So we got like about fifty thousand extra gold, which was nice. Nice. Um, and then played a couple indie games. Played a little bit more about mutant. As that's, you should see on the screen right that's now. Currently on screen, yep. <laughs> yep. And okay. uh, yeah, and then played like a couple indie games. One of the, one of the ones that I I that stands out to me that you actually joined me for a little bit in the beginning. I don't know if you've got a chance to play it yet, but it was called uh, Oneros, I think it's it's pronounced. But it's a pretty cool like two hour like adventure game where you just walk around, you interact with items and do puzzles and stuff like that. It has like a little bit of a interesting story. And uh, yeah, definitely. Anyone should definitely check that out if they like those kinds of games. That's pretty much it. Nice, nice. Oh yeah, I haven't I I haven't actually had time to play that yet. It's on my list to pick up. Um, I'm trying to. You've seen me trying to clear through my backlog this month. So um, yeah, this week uh, I haven't played anything major. Uh, I played through Observation the day before it left Game Pass. Um, I'll put a video up of it a bit on the screen next um, or later in the, the show. Uh, it's like you play as a space station sort of computer system, AI, and you sort of, you don't really do a lot. You sort of go between rooms through the cameras and stuff and you have to open doors and stuff like that and get all the systems working while it's like a sort of horror story sort of going on, sort of a weird space sci-fi story. Um, it's a good sort of six hours. Actually really, really interesting. I really enjoyed it. Um so if you haven't played it, it has unfortunately left Game Pass now, but you can pick it up on the store still, so I highly recommend that. Um, other than that, I've been playing through some of the smaller games, and uh, I've just started working through the Adventure Time Finn and Jake Investigations, because I've had it on disc for ages and ages, so I finally started that. 
and it's it's not too bad. And then Quick Games, I've finished sort of Transference from Ubisoft. That's on sale at the moment. That's a pretty good game um, where it's sort of like multiple dimensions in this one apartment block. Um, that's what it came across as. And there's like the kids being attacked by some like digital monster sort of thing. It's really like mind warping and stuff like that. Um, but when you change something in one sort of universe or dimension, it changes it in the other one as well. So you end up going in between them to find things to then take to the correct one to then sort of progress the story and sort of, um, I don't know if it's like, it felt like it was like a digital, um, sort of like digitized apartment. So when I say universe, I don't think you're actually in different universes. It was all like a computer program as such, but, um, it's that sort of style, um, I played through Distraint, which is a weird little indie game um, where you play like someone who's kicking people out of their houses and then he feels really bad about it and he sort of repents and at the end shoots himself in the face uh, and you're like, oh right, well, that, that escalated quickly and it's a weird, creepy sort of 2D game with like gruesome sort of graphics and stuff. It's quite fun. Um I played Sea of Thieves with you guys. I've played a couple of games for reviews that I'll be putting up in uh, the next couple of days. And then today I've been playing Wheel of Fortune with the missus for a few hours, um, which surprisingly wasn't that bad. So <laughs> if you like quiz games, it's it was it was currently on sale at like 60-odd percent off. So I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll, I keep buying quiz games when I can get them. And uh, it's not the UK version, unfortunately, but it's fun enough, so... Is that game can can that game be considered as a game capable of breaking up friendships and relationships? No, <laughs> it's not that like, bad. It it's a pretty just like Mario Party. No, it, it's it's a bit more boring than that. It's a bit more sort of dry. Um, mm. And to be fair, it's all right. I like how it comes up when you start. It's like this is America's game show. It's like we've got it on in, in England, and it's not anything like this so it's not really america's <laughs> game show don't you lie to us um but yeah i've been playing that and then obviously with e3 this week i've been playing a few um preview uh games um so we had i was playing life slide which is a uh you play as a paper airplane and it's basically trying to go as far as possible uh before you crash and that was really fun. Uh, it's coming to PC soon. It's already been out on like mobile and stuff like that, but they were nice enough to send a copy for me to have a play on. And the only other game I've played is Bark, uh, B-Ark, which is a, a shmup, an amazing shmup. I had an interview with the developers last night, which I'll talk about soon. And yeah, that looks absolutely fantastic. It's really fun to play. Um and you know I like my shmups recently. I've been playing loads of them. So uh, any new shmup, especially one that will hopefully come to Xbox in the future, uh, it's definitely got my attention. The The developers were awesome. had a really good time with the showcase. Did you ask that for them? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Is um, it yeah, I did, I did ask if it was coming to Xbox. Um, I'll, like I say, um, I will discuss that, um, the whole thing in brief what they said um when we get to that point but yeah it was uh okay really really cool and i highly recommend it and it's it's out next month so i've already got my eye on it so yes i love a good shmup but then that i like i say i haven't really focused on major games other than um sea of these with you guys 
and the uh, Adventure Time game, the rest of them have been sort of quick, sort of couple of hours just to fill a bit of time in between stuff. So, unfortunately. We still have a Halo 2 Legendary campaign to... Yes. <laughs> and to have a lot of headache with all the bullshit that, that game. Yeah. Oh, man. Let's not like even get specific... into that. <laughs> yeah, like... I, I think it's amazing how the fuck did Bungie fuck up so much with that game. I mean, in terms of difficulty. The campaign is awesome. The story is awesome. The gameplay is awesome. But the legendary... I, I don't think the difficult is difficult. It's just in Halo 2, when one of you die, it resets. Whereas in every other Halo 1, 3, 4, etc., when one of you dies in co-op, as long as the other player doesn't die and gets out of combat, you other player respawns. Whereas in Halo 2, as soon as one of you dies, you're back to checkpoint, and it's just so long-winded. It just takes the but, fun out of but, it. But it's just because you still haven't missed the sniper jackal, okay? Yeah. Wait for that, yeah. and you will suffer, okay? Don't you, <laughs> don't you come to here to tell me that the biggest problem is the co-op, okay? <laughs> Oh, I'm not looking forward to that, I must admit. Uh, no, not at all. But we'll get there. We'll get there eventually. We'll probably stream it, me squaring down the uh, down the mic at it. So, um, speaking of Halo, um, Green Pass Gaming got in touch with me the other day uh, about our rematch. So, we need all of you on hands on deck to um, try and bring Samana back to the podcast after me and Fabio got absolutely spanked in the... Um, the Halo tournament uh, a few months back, so uh, we haven't got a set gotta, date gotta, yet, but we're working yeah, gotta, on it. I gotta say, I gotta say, Bob and Slayer are the two right. people that they need to be at the table. Yes. Slayer is good at Call of Duty, and with multiplayer <laughs> games like that, and Bob is just addicted to Halo. So yeah, we <laughs> were not here last time. The outcome will be different. I hope so. And we're going <laughs> to use some bloody see. battle rifles. We're not having whatever <laughs> shit weapons we got stuck on. We're playing on Halo 2 and 3 maps as well. We're playing with battle rifles the at spawn. The That's it. I've trained on battle rifles at spawn. We're playing battle rifles at spawn on the some ma- decent the maps. The match is ours. The rules will be ours. So yeah, <laughs> that's it. It's not a. We're not rolling any dice in our own favor there at all. <laughs> the, the main rule. The main rule is we cannot lose. Oh, Green Pass Gaming, you cannot win. You know the rules. That's Do you know what? If if we lose, we'll beat them at Shotgun Farmers. That's it. We'll have to take them on at that. Yeah. It's fine. One game That's we will win. <laughs> and if we do lose, it's all Bob's fault clearly because he's supposed to carry us this time. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like it's weird because I've, I've I don't know if if like what mar- mul- what multiplayer game I'm actually really good at. Like I never really got tested, you know, against like I don't know. They have a test. I can't really say. <laughs> I don't really. I because like, I I I really played Halo Five and I played some Master Chief, but and I just got murdered like so much. So, so I don't. You're know. just like Fabio then. Good. I don't think I'm any good at it. <laughs> Not like, yeah, during the beginning, it's like that, but if you continue to play it, you will be getting better. Like, I've been able yeah. to get better with the time, but 
Not at the point to say that I am addicted. I love playing Halo multiplayer, but not to the point to say that I'm really good. I'm okay, but oh. yeah. That's it. I think it's it's all multiplayer games that have sniper rifles that piss me off. <laughs> and I'm so sick of sniper rifles, man. The sniper oh in Halo is, is I don't particularly <laughs> care for the sniper in Halo. You don't need it when you've got a battle rifle. So yeah. Or play Or when you play Halo One and you only use the pistol, the pistol that's more powerful. The sniper rifle comes in handy when you're trying to snipe spawn points from across the map. Anything else, battle rifles where it's at. Yeah, Yeah. some of the maps on Halo, they're just the snipers, just no use. It's more useful just battle rifling it up or close combat in it. So, not every map can be. Not every map's like Blood Gulch. We need to play like a proper Blood Gulch map one day, like loads of players. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to put a, put the call out one night and see if we can get a lot of people. I was about to there. say, anything less than six people, and most of the time you're just looking for people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were you there on the uh, practice night, Bob, before that tournament? They had like a community game night practice the night before. There was like Mr. Tushy. Yeah, with Mr. Tushy. And the night before, there was a I think at that point there were six of us at the end of it. And they put this map on on Halo One. Jeez, it takes about ten minutes to drive across it on a warthog. I don't know what it was. It were massive. Jeez. And you'd see someone and you'd either kill them or die, and then it was like another five minutes before you saw someone. I was like, Maybe not play this map again. <laughs> I can't yeah. remember what it was called. It, in the middle, it had like trenches and like walkways up really high up, so you could snipe. And then there was like little bases either side, uh, but you had to drive hmm. around. Uh, okay, I, know what I, I can't I know remember what, what it's called. I, I like that map here. What yeah, but not with six players. About? Not with only three on a oh. team. That's no, the point. I, I think it's funny. I think it's funny. <laughs> a lot of people win that space, like really crazy stuff. Oh, so we've we've discussed yeah. what we've been playing this week. We'll 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 crack on. Um, I'll quickly go over the uh, the interview I had with uh, TikTok Games developers yesterday. Um, before we jump into the sort of main E3 and Xbox Extended Showcase goodness. So, uh, basically... before that, before that, yes, before that, I just wanted to ask you. Is this episode being sponsored by them? No, I wish it was. <laughs> I wish not, it was. Then you're not going to talk shit, okay? <laughs> Let's go to the next point. That's it. <laughs> no, no. Do you know what? I always love to promote <laughs> indie games, um, especially indie games where the developers actually are interested in talking to us because we're not the biggest podcast, but we were lucky enough to get media uh, access to E3 and a, lo- a lot of... Uh, publishers didn't bother replying i'm not gonna lie i i messaged quite a lot and a lot didn't respond to my request for interviews um these guys did and they they were awesome um this is a 2d shmup it's um a very cartoony um art style and basically your dogs in spaceships shooting monsters and aliens and stuff um so I'll not cover it too much because I'm going to cover it in a full video, but I just wanted to just show it off quickly on the podcast for anyone who is watching, just to let you know, we will do like a full cover of this soon. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a, a shmup that's built around co-op, so you can have up to four players at once. Every character has special abilities um, and they can work together. So like one of the characters has got like a shield that can go around the others and you can sort of Voltron them together. So you can like combine your specials at the same time. 
So uh, there's like mm-hmm. slowdown abilities, uh, special rocket abilities and stuff like that. Uh, and I just love the, the fusion idea of it. And one thing they did mention was, um, obviously they're like big fans of like Gradius and stuff like that. But they did say this game, they spent a lot of time getting it right. So, you know, with shmups, after like two levels, it becomes insane. This has a more sort of um, ease of intra sort of difficulty curb. So you're not going to suddenly be, it's not going to be super difficult straight out the gate. It's aimed to be accessible to everyone. Uh, There are harder difficulties and stuff like that if you want that. But if you just play it on standard, it's a, a really cool and sort of, I wouldn't say chill, it does get quite mad. Uh, I mean, they showed me a level on Saturn where there's like a fucking, you know those fish in the, like off of Finding Nemo with the with the glow light on its mouth in the dark. That's one of the bosses, oh, the basically. Yeah, basically like a giant space angler fish that disappears apart from its little red light and then it pops up and tries to oh, get you. Cool. It's ace Fair and enough. there's like space giant robot starfish and stuff like that. It's just madness, honestly. The characters look ace. They've sort of based the look on like Saturday morning cartoons, and I really like that. Um, but yeah, the, the release date they told me yesterday it's coming July 29th on Steam and on Nintendo Switch. Um, there's currently a demo on Steam, which is what I'm showing here. However, I was playing it on keyboard, so I am rubbish in this video, but it's because I'm using keyboard instead of a controller. My bad. Um, and I did ask them if it was coming to Xbox because they've made other Xbox games, I think they made Adventures of Pip. They make um, non-Xbox games like uh, Funko Pop Blitz on the mobile and stuff like that. So they've made quite a few games. And I said, is it coming to Xbox? And they've basically said they're getting the Switch port and the Steam port out. And once that's launched and it's all good and everyone's happy, then they can look into other platforms. And like they said, they've said they've had a great experiences with the guy from Idea Xbox in the past. So that's basically... I took that as we'll probably start looking at that once the game's done on the, the platform's already announced. So um Fair enough. And they did say they'd fire us a, a demo like not a demo, a review code over uh, at launch. So I'll do a full For full all review the six of it. Of us? Well For I'll all try the and blag that. I'll try and blag a couple of copies so, so we can so play four like player co op. Like instead of sponsoring the video, you can sponsor by giving us free copies. Yeah, I'd love to play it. But um yeah. I'm gonna pick I'm it up down, on I'm Switch as well because like you can use both the Joy-Cons as separate controllers. So straight out of the bat, you've got like two players there, which is great. Um, but I know it's not Xbox, so I apologize for anyone listening. That's like, this isn't on Xbox right now. I apologize, but these this is such a cool little game. They they seem really into it. They, they seem to be really um, interested in the shmup genre and making sure it is an awesome game that you should definitely check it out. Uh, it's b.arc and they are tiktok games and you can find them on twitter and there's loads of videos um with a soundtrack demos and stuff like that as well so that's my unpaid for sponsored plug um <laughs> so <laughs> no no i i i, I, li- I, I like to promote stuff <laughs> if they want to pay me to promote it i i, I would i'm not gonna lie um hey for anybody else out there who wants free props Get a hold of Ash. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. yeah. I'm I'm happy to cover we anything. To, we, so, like, like we need to more sponsorships besides Toys for Bob. goddammit. Yeah, and KY so. Jelly. <laughs> <laughs>
KFC still haven't rang in yet. I keep waiting. Still no KFC answers. <laughs> God damn it. So we'll move on. We'll move on to sort of the main bulk of E3. So we, we obviously we covered the the Xbox and Bethesda showcase in detail last week. Uh, we literally re-watched it as we went and we discussed it. So if you want a full in-depth sort of look and our thoughts on the, the Bethesda and e- uh, Xbox showcase from last week, check out last week's podcast episode because um, we're not going to cover all of it again. But, but this this but... week, we're going to talk about the whole of E3. So here's the thing. We did have a bit of miscommunication because Bob wasn't there and it was because of this fucking so he wasn't able to give his opinion about the event so bob please share with us what did you think about the whole xbox game showcase that we had okay (laughs) microsoft flight simulator 2020 forza horizon 5 and halo (laughs) infinite multiplayer left i still haven't found my jaw that hit the ground after that showcase uh, wow it was such a good I mean, showcase wasn't it those were the the, the best looking games that i mean I mean, we're we are seriously talking next gen now and we yeah. we were we were given what we asked for um the were there some disappointments yeah i mean there was no fable we didn't get to see Crossfire X. We saw the same video for Perfect Dark that we saw before, but I mean, we couldn't. They gotta save. They gotta save some stuff for XO. I mean, come on. Yeah. But as far as E3, the only E3 that even comes close to as uh, as great as this past E3 was. Was 2017 when we got to look at the Project Scorpio. Now, and that the- was a. Go ahead. Do you mean Xbox E3 show, not just E3 in general? <laughs> yes, X- Xbox E3 show. Mm-hmm. And in and in 2017, come on, we got to see a new console. That there's not uh, a, a new good console, not like 2013 when we got to see the <laughs> Xbox One and everybody found out they had to buy a Connect. <laughs> not that kind of console reveal, but an actual good console. Yeah. Uh, that's the only reason that even come even comes close. I'm other than that, I'd probably say it's one of it's if not the best E three show Xbox has ever done. Yeah. And it had it had a really good um pace as well, didn't it? I think that really helped it. Yes. They started really strong on that show. Mm -hmm. And you know, and there wasn't a whole lot of talking. People that came out and talked they 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 got to the point and it was boom right on to more games i mean you didn't even see phil spencer until the very end and even that was short sweet straight to the point this is what we've given you we promised we were going to give it to you enjoy yeah yeah really well done really well done yes what score would you give it to it in from one to ten how would you score it Nine and a half. Oh, wow. Wow. I give it a nine and a half out of ten, and that half a point is only because it didn't give us everything that we wanted to see. You know, if we if it had been a two hour long show and we saw everything we could possibly see, then it would give then I'd give it a ten. 
But like I said, they they gotta leave they gotta leave some bait on that hook. They just can't <laughs> show it all. Yeah. Okay. But... So the update. So the updated overall score of the Xbox Live Party podcast for the Xbox Game Showcase is probably uh something like a nine because when we finished to talk about our scores, we ended up with a uh, eight point four, eight point five, something like that. Yeah, I think it was 8.4 in the end. So overall, I think that's pushing it up to about a 9 overall, which is fair, like I say. I mean, I only only went to 8.5 because of a few issues that that weren't anything major, but they were worth at least mentioning, do you know what I mean, in what I was looking forward to. But it was such a good show. Um, and then and Microsoft you know, offered us up an extended look this week as well, which we'll talk about later. So we've been spoiled, absolutely spoiled. I just want to say one more thing. Um, with well Xbox, Xbox has all these studios, and they're really starting to show their synergy between the studios. Like, what was it? Sea of Thieves um, three years ago came out and was using the water um effects from was from somebody else i can't remember exactly who it was but they were using the water effects and now you see fours of five is carrying over the photogrammetry that has been so well shown by flight sim yeah and it's just it looks so lifelike because it is lifelike we're talking about real life photogrammetry um either on the ground or from the sky above and um, they're even they're even using photogrammetry in the upcoming Hellblade Two of Iceland, yeah. and it yeah, just yeah. It, it looks amazing. We are going to be blown away by the landscapes yeah. of these games coming up. Oh yeah, it looks Hellblade Two is going to be oh my Hellblade Two is going to be like a huge. I think it's going to be a much bigger game. It's going to be a major psychological horror. It's going to be intense. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be like violent and bloody and it's going to be everything like a horror action RPG or I don't know man, it's going to be nuts. <laughs> Not necessarily an RPG in my opinion. I, I don't More action, yeah. An RPG, but yeah, with some elements of it. I'm down yeah. it. Hopefully they cut you can you can get different weapons and customize, you know, get get better gear cuz you couldn't do that in the first game so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it's it is yeah, nice to see though Xbox getting its stride. I mean, have you seen that advert that they've been putting out this week? It's like six great games in the next six months on Game Pass, and it's like all like Xbox first party games in the next six months. It's such a good advert. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like they it, needed to do that sooner, unfortunately. But it, it's one def- of them. Is, one of them is Back for Blood. Yeah, it's, but it's, sh- it's not less of amazing because holy shit. Yeah, Back just, for Blood oh. is awesome. Yes. Yep. Yep. I'm not uh, saying that is a bad thing. I'm just saying that it's not a first party game. Yeah, awesome. No but it, it, that's no. what I mean, yeah, though. It's like here's sports. six big massive games. With with spoil, I'm already I'm already struggling to play all the games I've got. And I watched that E3 presentation, and then they showed that yeah. graphic later on where it's like this is coming to Game Pass in 2021. I'm like, fuck my life. Yeah. I am never gonna get through any of this. I, I know. I want to. I want to start playing Dragon Quest Eleven again, and I'm like, I'm never going to get into it because by the time I finally get to play it, Dungeons and Dragons is out this week, 
and then someone oh. else is out, and then Psychonauts out, and then Flight Sims out as well. I'm like, oh my god, there's gonna be no time. And I've put like, I've yeah. got like 300 hours in Forza Horizon 4. So when Forza Horizon 5 comes out, I'm gonna have even less time in my life. Do you know what I mean? It's just oh. immense. It's such a good time yeah. for gaming in across all the boards. I mean, there were some great oh, announcements man. across E3. A lot of dog. We'll talk about it in a second, but there were some great announcements for all systems, uh, consoles, um, new consoles announced, all that sort of stuff. So it's it's it was a it was a good E3 in sense of what we get in for gamers, but the overall feeling from E3 was it wasn't a good show overall, and there were sort of like two showcases that sort of carried the entire thing. Um, and I agree with that. In my yeah. opinion, the Microsoft was the Xbox One was the best. Nintendo came in second with some great announcements. My only concerns of that was uh, there was a lot of like two-year-old ports and yeah. more Mario Party and Mario Golf. And for me, that doesn't interest me. Uh, and a lot of multiplats. But um, the rest of them, there was a large amount of tripe. And I mean, I've I've been at it on Twitter this today. I I put a post up. I saw someone saying um, someone had shared a, a picture from like a couple of websites where they said this was the worst E3 ever, and it's a relic and it doesn't need to happen anymore. And they're like, this is just Sony fanboy bias. And I'm like, well, no. I, the, apart from two conferences, the rest were pretty crap. There were some highlights, yeah. but overall, E3 to me was like a C. And and I got jumped on by loads of Xbox fanboys like crazy in the like, yeah, but you don't need it will be this blah 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 blah. And it's an A, it's a ten out of ten. I'm like, what are you on about the Xbox showcase? Or are we on about the whole of E three like I'm on about right now and this article's on about yes, the Xbox showcase was awesome. Well done. But that doesn't mean that like the Capcom, the take two, the Devolver was too long, the Square Enix, I mean there was all so much tripe it brings it down and I got absolutely attacked by people and they were trying to make me out like I was a Sony fanboy because I was trying to say that no E3 was just bad and someone who was in media and had access to the media portal and the media discord and that will agree it was it was terrible from behind the scenes was awful as well it was so rushed and it was like a, a high school college kid had quickly coded the website together 10 minutes before it started it was easier to watch it on YouTube than it was to watch it through the media portal, which shouldn't happen in my mm. opinion either. I have a I have a perspective about that too. Um, well, if you think about it, the big three: Sony, Xbox, and Nintendo. Um, they already had to do a virtual E3 presence last year. So they, you know, they saw what people liked, they saw what people didn't like, and they fixed it this year. A lot of the smaller showcases, like, you know, like Ubisoft and some of the other ones, they're, I mean, they they didn't really have a virtual presence last year. So this was their learning experience, and I think they were just going off of recommendations from the big three, and they didn't adjust to them appropriately. Yeah, they they were terrible. Um, I mean, I'm not saying the shows were badly run in some aspects. Like, the Ubisoft one was a good show. It just didn't show anything new. It was just literally like an extended advert for all of their existing games. Um, and I just think 
they needed to do more. Um, I just think a lot of people didn't go in with any sort of interest into E3. A lot of these publishers, I mean, clearly Microsoft was like, we are here, look at us now. And it's played out fantastic for them. Nintendo went in and did exactly what they always do. They did a direct that was no different to any other direct. And the Nintendo fans have rejoiced from the high heavens because they showed some Breath of the Wild 2 footage at the end. Do you know what I mean? And a, a new Metroid. Um, and the rest of it, they sort of ignore the rest of it. The fact that it wasn't that great a show, but it had two big reveals. And they're super happy about that. Um, and fair play. It wasn't the worst show. Um, but when you look at stuff like Capcom, who showed off a text image saying, we are working on Resident Evil village date dlc it is coming uh, and then showed off a, a trailer or an extended gameplay of one game and that was it take two didn't even show any games off i saw so many people in the discord and on the chat live like oh, they're gonna show grand theft auto and i'm like they're not and then it was like an hour long corporate um like diversity and sort of safety in the workplace and <laughs> in the industry presentation, wow. which is great that they've done that. I'm not knocking the presentation, but it didn't seem like it should have been on the main E3 show. It should have been like afterwards. Um, and it was so I odd. Agree. Ubisoft didn't show much. Like an E3 show. <laughs> no, no, it was weird. <laughs> like it was literally like us on the screen here, like on a Zoom call, chatting about equality and diversity and stuff like that. What? It was so weird. I didn't watch it to the end, but people went in expecting like something a... to do with games and they got nothing. Sounds like how a GDC a, kind of thing uh, or something like that, you know? Like a Dice Awards how, or something. Yeah, how is that like showcasing your your entertainment? That's what E3 is about, right? It's like entertainment. Yeah. Like, you know. well, yeah, Expo. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I do ha I do have uh -huh. some thoughts about that because here's the thing. Like Sony wasn't wasn't going to do nothing on if we okay, they decided to not do any showcases. They didn't show up for if we and no, it doesn't mean that Sony is bigger than if we no company is going to be bigger than the biggest gaming uh -huh. events of the year. That's a fact. Doesn't matter if you like state of play or if you don't like state of play, fuck it. But like, they did right because here's the thing: if you don't have nothing to show, don't show don't it. Do a conference at all. <laughs> yeah. Simple as that. Sony did what they had to do. Like what they had, they only had Horizon Forbidden West gameplay, and it was great. No, no. They made a whole show only for that. They had nothing else prepared, nothing else ready for that. They probably will have something ready for the end of the year or later. They did have but one they announcement, had... though. They did do it at the Summer Game Fest, which is kind of E3, yeah, but isn't no, E3. No, it, but like, it, is it was a terrible video. We <laughs> are making a partnership with a studio, right? That we had oh, like, yeah. They had, they had, they had the random, this is a studio we're working with. We haven't got a game to announce, but we're just saying we're working like, with Sony. Yeah, but and here's the thing, they did right in my opinion because if you don't have nothing to show, don't make a conference about that. I'm sorry, like what? They do what have a lot to show, but doing? they don't really want to do a show about how all their games are now coming to PS4 as well. I mean, that probably won't yeah, go but, down yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, like, but, but like, I agree with you in that sense. If, if these if these companies just don't do it, show. if you don't have any big guns ready to be shown on a conference don't show like 
what was Ubisoft's conference? The biggest highlights was the fucking Rainbow Six Siege DLC. Uh, for what? for me, for me though, they did at least announce uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla was getting a second year DLC update, which they'd never do. But it, it, you could have put that out in a tweet. Do you know what I mean? There was yeah. there was nothing like, really uh, new shown. Yeah, like uh, I'm and, sorry, it was just about DLCs. It wasn't about games. <laughs> yeah, I sat through. I must admit, I sat through um, probably about eight tenths of all of the E3 conferences because I thought we've got media presence. I'm going to watch them. I'll cover them, and uh, we'll we'll see what we can do. But some of them, it wasn't even the people that were writing stuff like that have like a written publication was struggling because of how bad it was uh big shout out to fun speculation who's popped up in chat and we also had a is it a caitlin hi, earlier hi. saying hi to ky bob um nice to see us all um if you are watching just click the like button because uh the more likes we get for some reason means more people see the show which is always a strange youtube algorithm thing um i don't want to beg so but if you if you're enjoying it and you're enjoying listening along just click like or give us a share on twitter or facebook or something like that so people know that we we do exist (laughs) we are we are not begging but we are begging yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's it but we're just really grateful for all you guys that come in and watch we bribe. We don't need a bag. We're big. <laughs> we're, we're E3 media approved. We, we, are the, one of the po- we are one of the podcasts, if not the podcast, with the most diverse cast. <laughs> all around the world. Three countries. Simple as that. And also the, yeah. the most Four, technically, to, to because Jin is in from Wales and I'm from England. Oh, yeah. so. Most well-known to go off topic. That's a it. big time. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean we're, we're nearly an hour in and we're up Japanese to topic guy. two what do you mean we're doing well <laughs> um but um so um what were your guys highlights then um not say from microsoft but from the other companies and the other showcases if you watch them what were your sort of highlights um We'll start with you, Fabio. What were you out of all everything that you actually managed to watch at E3 or you've read about? Mm. What was your sort of favorite sort of things you've seen? Um... Like for what I seen, in my opinion, the best highlights were, were in my opinion, from an overall perspective, were Riders Republic. I got. I have interest in that. I liked how the style. I liked the gameplay. I liked how crazy the game can be. We just need to have all the podcasts and other podcasts to join us to play. I would love to do something like that. Some crazy shit oh. with everyone. That would be awesome. I I am like uh, complaining about only DLCs and on the Ubisoft showcase. But I did. I find it in this interesting. The alien expansion on Rainbow Six Siege. I found it nice. I liked it. the overall details that they talked about how it was going to work. Some gameplay there. I liked. That. Just just to let you know, though, that is actually a new game. That's not Siege. Yeah, that's that's, not that's a full new, yeah, yeah. That's the new Rainbow Six. Yeah. It's just about aliens. Yeah. It looks like nice, Siege, yeah. but it's got aliens instead. It just, I mean, they... for some reason, reminded me of Rainbow Six Siege, but a DLC for some reason. God damn it. <laughs> okay, way better than I expected. Yeah, and I think it's going to be cool. The, 
the Breath of the Wild sequel, and also Elder Ring, but that's not easy. That showcase, yeah, yeah, but like that showcase was just so boring <laughs> that I wasn't that excited for Elder Ring. But yeah, you didn't enjoy Elder Ring. Man. You just enjoyed uh, Jeff Keighley coming in his pants announcing Elden Ring. He was like, oh. no. he literally looked no. like after he after oh, he announced man. Elden Ring, he looked like Randy Marsh in that South Park episode where they lose the internet, and he finally gets on the internet and he he, he uh. fucking says it's a ghost and he's covered in ectoplasm because he's that covered in cum. That's how Jeff Keighley looked Jeez, after announcing Elden see, Ring. Good to see we are not going to be sponsored oh. ever by Summer Game Pass. Nobody. I tagged him in that no. on Twitter. I tagged. I commented on one of his posts and tagged him in a picture of that and said, "This is what you look like." And he didn't reply. Oh my god! Like this podcast <laughs> is being sponsored by South Park. What the fuck? Are you I doing? would be happy with that. <laughs> Uh, fun speculation in the chat has said oh, um, this new game is based on a limited time event from Siege, so it's already happened in Siege, sort of, uh, and it was so popular they expanded it into its own game. But he said it's surpri- oh, wow. he's surprised, honestly, that it is a, a full price game, and it would have been better yeah, served as like a forty dollar type. And I agree, sounds, yeah. it sounds dope. I think it sounds awesome because like you, your operator can can get kidnapped, and then you. You have to get. I guess you can go save them or something. But that sounds like Dead by Daylight. And that operator is like, say, if it's if it's one of your characters that you've created, yeah. that it's operator gone. stays <laughs> gone until yeah. somebody rescues them. That's, That's pretty awesome. cool. It's a cool well, idea, but, but, but I don't. That is it. So, are you going to be like begging people, like? Please save yeah. my character. Like, <laughs> I can see the tweets right now. Please save me now. Save me. That's a pretty cool dynamic, though, because you're talking like if you want to be in like immersed, that can get you really immersed in the game, though. You know, it makes you not want to leave the game because you want to go save this character that you've been working on. You know, so you're going to be like, I got to play this again. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> I don't know. Is it permadeath? Is it permadeath? Like I don't know. I don't. It should have been like thirty. Should have been like thirty dollar DLC or something like that, or like, like yeah. Like it's it's one of the it's one of those $40. like low budget, not low budget, but the slightly cheaper sort of spin off games. Um, it might be. But yeah, fun speculation said obviously Ubisoft is big on monetization, so he's sure they'll uh, support it for a long time. Yeah, of course. Every, yeah. This is the generation where we're going to get so many service games. Literally, no. you're gonna just have a like a. Do you know, like every we had that boom of Netflix and every streaming service. This is gonna be that generation of service games for everything. So, no. um, what about you, Slayer? Then what stood out to you then? So honestly, there wasn't much. <laughs> I think for you know when it comes to like actual E3, I would have to say that I guess the. Guardians of the Galaxy reveal was kind of cool, even though it didn't, you know, that was like really the only other show that I watched other than Ubisoft, and uh, I didn't, I didn't get to see Nintendo, um, I didn't get to see Square Enix. I only really saw Ubisoft, uh, Microsoft, and um, Gearbox. Oh God, don't even go there. <laughs> that, was a, that was a terrible one. That they re-showed um, the same trailer from the night before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Like honestly, yeah, like that that's the thing. Like even though it wasn't E3, that was probably the Thursday show. Jeff Ke- Jeff Keighley's show was probably like the most interesting. Like cuz it had Elden Ring, which I'm I'm a little bit excited about. That that game looks pretty cool and like the whole, you know, it looks more definitely has you could definitely see that it has, you know, the Dark Souls teams um you know, yeah. elements and also George R. R. Martin's elements, which I really like cuz it's more like fantasy based, which looks really cool, like dragons and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and that show also had a lot of indie games. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you got to see the Tim Schafer's uh, indie indie show. That was pretty cool too. They they showed yeah. a lot of cool cool games on that show too. Yeah, I thought um, that was better yeah, than like, the Summer Games Fest one, the indie one afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was you know a lot of fun little indie games, and and you know they Tim Schafer puts a lot of, you know, and and I forget who the other guy was from the from the other company, the indie company. But they seem to put like a lot of love and, and passion into that show, so I, I I really enjoyed that. Um, not a lot of talking in that one too. It was a lot of gameplay, so that was, you know, like I said, it wasn't E3, but that was I was more excited watching that, yeah. and I was actually more interested. Like I actually it kept my interest more. Like when I was watching E3, yeah, Ubisoft and 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 uh, Gearbox, I was just like kind of sitting there on my phone, like okay, waiting <laughs> waiting until this is over, you know. Yeah. And then yeah. then something maybe something popped up, and I was like, oh wait, what's that? Oh, oh it's just crap, whatever. Yeah. What you mean um, to say is you really enjoyed um, Hideo Kojima's 9/11 conversation that went on a bit too cringingly long well, when he kept talking about that, 9/11. I didn't get that. That was yeah. the weirdest bit of Summer Games Fest. And then they made, yeah. and then they teased, then they teased the the director's cut of thingy, which I thought was a good idea. And I'm surprised it it was was coming because like I didn't know it was coming, but it makes sense. Right. But the fact that they've, they spent like the entire trail of him looking at a box and then getting in and out of a right. box, I was like, why? Well, pretty sure that's a Metal Gear reference. Yeah, I assume it is. Mm-hmm. It is, because yeah. in Metal Gear, you can hide in the box and walk around. Yeah. But it just was... Right. It, I was like, could they not have shown something better off for a director's cut trailer? But Well, maybe yeah. that was like a little Easter egg, maybe that they're making another Metal Gear or something like that. Well, yeah, cause... according to the internet... That him getting in and out of that box means that Blue Box Studios has abandoned his Silent Hills and it's actually Hideo Kojima. There's a that rabbit hole that's been going on on Twitter recently. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, yeah. well, well, blue is the opposite spectrum color to orange, so orange is coming out of a box means it's blue Jeez. box, and uh, blue box um, is actually got a black background. And uh, this guy's name who was in charge of blue what box it's if you translate it in a certain country it seems oh it means hideo or God. something like that and you're like what talk about looking for something that is yeah there. If, if that is that actually is, is hideo kojima's guys. silent hill it looked like shit it looked like a generic unreal engine forest demo that when they showed that abandoned now i'm not saying it won't look better in future but surely to god if you've got hideo kojima appearing at a show you would just come out and say, yeah, I'm making Silent Hill and it's only on PlayStation and be like, boom, drop that mic. You wouldn't pretend it's not for months and months and months. Create a fake company, launch a... Which also kickstarted this game five years ago, bear in mind. People forget that. It had a Kickstarter. But for some reason, people think that it's now a Kojima game. And it just baffles me. Have you seen that gif where that guy's going like that with all the stuff on the wall? Yeah, with a crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is what yeah, the yeah, internet yeah. looks it's like. It's always funny in Philadelphia. Yeah, that was. Yeah, very true. honestly, if it is, it could yeah. be Silent Hills. That'd be amazing because I'm I was mean, gutted it got cancelled. It just doesn't make any sense. It just seems so maybe, stupid. 
I mean, no, if it's, if that is right, maybe he's just like you know being like a creative, you know, like maybe he's just helping out. Or I I think what it what it probably it, it maybe it's just a mission in the director's cut. You know, that's, yeah, it probably is, and yeah. it's also, but it also could be potentially maybe he's throwing like an Easter egg in there where because I I don't know if if um you know they are they are licensing out um metal gear i believe because they they're you know they they want to branch it out to other studios I, I heard so maybe he actually will be working on one one day you know but then how could he be working too. on silent hill as well he, he does like one game a decade well, bless I him i don't think he's working on silent hill no i, I don't i think he's more. he's put that away now and yeah. death stranding didn't sell well and the last time the news came out was like he was trying to go to Stadia because PlayStation didn't want him to do his game for PlayStation, so he went to Stadia. And he decided, and he decided to go to Stadia. And then they yeah. dropped. Then they then they stopped paying for games wow. like their own studios. Right. So then I, the the last rumor was he was. Oh. You're muted. You are muted. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, Basically, he was then bringing that game from Stadia to Xbox because Stadia decided right. to stop doing it. But it's such a weird. The, the internet's a weird place. This is this isn't just crazy fanboys. I was in like a the media Discord for e, like the unofficial media Discord for e, E3, and a lot of those people seem to think it's a sure thing with no proof other than these weird. That's where you found that that whole story. No, no, or that's that that's been on. Tw- this has been a rumor since that game was announced. But now oh, they're wow. trying to cu- now they're like, like trying to link everything into it. Like the boxes of oranges means blue box because orange is the opposite on the spectrum of blue. And you're like, mate, what? put the put put the pipe put the put the <laughs> fucking split down like, and play wow. games. Like, All right, if, I, I will put my hand up now. Right, if Hideo Kojima comes out. In a blonde wig and a mustache, and he's like, "Ha ha, it was me all along." I will hand, put my hand up and say, "I am sorry, I am wrong." Uh, oh my God. But I don't believe it. I just, it just doesn't make it. It seems too in depth. It's like too far down the rabbit hole. Yeah, but I, I will put up oh. a post saying, "Sorry, I am wrong." If he does do it, oh. but that's not a rabbit hole. It's a brown hole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just imagining he took it off the mask. And yeah. Me all along. yeah. They've got they've got Fred from Scooby Doo oh. ripping this mask off, and it's just oh, Hideo yeah. Kojima underneath. <laughs> Let's see who it really was. <laughs> Holy shit! If that's wrong, it. You also make a sign. Yeah, that's you it. Gotta make a sign that you hold up. I was wrong. Sorry, and then put yeah. that picture up on on Twitter. I, too. I was wrong. Sorry. <laughs> there you go. But uh, if you're gonna, I don't know, man. Like when you put that much into a game, it, man, that's a lot of hype, isn't it? Or a lot that's of what I mean. Things. To be fair, the oh, the, the devs, right? The stupid devs did put a tweet out the other day saying we, we we're going to reveal the proper name of this game. Starts with an uh, S, ends in an L. Silent Hill, and then they were like, it's not Silent Hill though. Everyone seems to think it's like Spiral or something like that. It's going to be called or something. Like and they're like, we are not, we are not making Silent Hill. We're not Hideo Kojima. And it's like that. Whoever's doing their social media is really good at building up hype. But if it's not Silent Hill now, that game is going to flatline straight away because everyone is going to revolt and be like, I'm not buying that shit. It's not Hideo Kojima. So they've like they're either they're either geniuses and they've really laid this rabbit hole out with these bloody oranges and stuff and stuff. They've really thought it through. Or it's just a really bad idea, and it's all going to backfire. But we'll find out, and I'll sit there like 
with the popcorn like Michael Jackson eating it one oh, way yeah. or another. The last game that got that hyped, though, man. Yeah, Cyberpunk. Look what happened there. Yeah, Cyberpunk got hyped so much, and then everybody's just like, what is this? Yeah. Ten years. Oh, my God. This is why we'll never have a Half-Life 3. Who is that? We are. Hideo Kojima's making it. Yeah, right? Like, uh, about Hideo Kojima, I'm just imagine, I don't know if we discussed that in other episodes or before here. Like, I'm just imagining how crazy were the fanboys when during the events before the E3 week, now that I'm... The Summer Games Fest are, one. Sorry. Yeah, the Summer Games Fest. How crazy were the fanboys when Hideo Kojima was there and then... I am showing you, oh my god, it's Silent Hill, Death Stranding, oh my god, it's a sequel to Death Stranding, director's cuts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, ah, nice. I thought that, I was like, I, I got hyped when I saw him. When I saw him, I was like, I wonder what he's announcing. And then the PlayStation logo oh came up and I went, shit, Silent Hill's going to be exclusive to PlayStation. And then Norman Reedus' face came on, I was like, I don't care now, I'm fine, it's okay. Like, I, I, Death Stranding isn't a bad like, game. But I don't lock Silent Hill behind a paywall that I have to buy another console how, because how funny would it be I don't want the, that. If the director's cut of the Death Stranding was in the orange box. Ah, <laughs> PlayStation's orange box. Ah, there we go. <laughs> Take that. It, it's mad. It's mad. I'd love to know what goes in the little brains. It's great. So, uh, um, like, it's orange, but <laughs> it's all related to blue. <laughs> what the fuck? Going and it's oh, it was something like uh, in Death Stranding, <laughs> something is reminiscent to Blue Box or something. So then that means Death Stranding's linked to Blue Box, and, and I was like, what, what, what? <laughs> but hey, hey, man, maybe I'm just not smoking the same stuff they are, and um, they've got yeah. that next maybe level. They've should. sort of um, they've transcended into that sort of atmosphere where they can see it all clearly. So. Yep. They're like, far out, man. Hideo Kojima's making Silent Hill. Dude. So, <laughs> we'll find out. And then I'll make a public apology when I'm absolutely wrong. Uh, but this isn't this isn't an achievement insider. So, I, I stand corrected. That's why I'm, I may be wrong. Uh, what about you, Alucard, then? What did you like that wasn't on the Xbox show at E3, if anything? Hmm. There's so many things that he just can't decide. <laughs> wait, wait. The question was what I thought what should have been on there? No, what what did you like no, no, no. from the whole of E3 we'll say, oh, but wasn't yeah. part of Xbox? Because the Xbox show, we've discussed that. So. Uh, it's, well, I really saw, like I said, I really saw Ubisoft besides the Xbox show. But uh, I would say... Uh, Rainbow Six Extraction was what I when I saw what I really want to play. Um, Elden Ring, which was I know the day before or a couple days before, that game looked really great. But if it's like Dark Souls, then I'm probably not going to play it. <laughs> but... It is going to be like that. <laughs> yeah, but it looks so it good. I was like, I almost. I don't know, almost have to play well, it. it is <laughs> like, it. if it looks so good, then that means that it's not oh. a Dark Souls game. Dark Souls are usually a horrible games. <laughs> I mean, it, it looked great, but um, 
I would say Rainbow Six Extraction is what I would want to play because, it, it, even though I think it copies Gears a lot, like because of this, of like you get kidnapped and they like cocoon you or whatever. That's what it sounds like. That's that's just like Gears, that story. But uh, just because um, of the hype bursts thing. Yeah. But it's that doesn't play like Gears, though. So I don't know if, if they're, yeah. they're going to have a cover system. Like, I mean, you do take cover, but it's not like the same thing, though. But um, I don't know, because like I said, I didn't really watch much like besides like Ubisoft and like Xbox. And so um, I'm not a Nintendo fan, so I really don't really care about Nintendo all that much. But um, that's about it that I saw that I that I liked. Pick me. Pick me. Pick me. Pick <laughs> anyone else? Pick anyone me. else? <laughs> yeah, what about you, Bob? Um, outside of the Xbox show, hands down, I have to give it to Ninja Theory. Their showcasing of how um, the woman that works there that plays Senua, she is undergone two years of hand-to-hand combat training for the mocap that is being done, which really gives us uh, kind of a you know, a tip of their hand of the gameplay that we're going to see in Hellblade 2. Because if you remember, in the first Hellblade, you had, it was a lot of um, walking around and a lot of mind games, but as far as battling, you had your set-piece one-on-one battles with the bosses that were in between the levels. And a lot of the mocap that we saw of her, she was unarmed in this mocap. So I think we're going to see a lot of mini battles, maybe even um, uh, ambushing and attacking people in the world on the way to those set pieces. And a lot of the mocap... Uh, not mocap, but photogrammetry that um, they've had people in Iceland for months just uh, photogramming the the scenery, uh, the landscape, um, all the video, everything that Ninja Theory showed really gave us an in-depth look into what we can expect from Hellblade 2, and I was blown away by Ninja Theory's um, after- xbox show show <laughs> after I, xbox yeah, show I, show yes i think that i think with that we can go to the topic of the extended showcase it didn't 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 bob just cheat a little bit because we were talking about yeah, the did, non-xbox we'll, we'll, we'll let him off because he wasn't here last week that's we'll right. we'll let him off that's right uh, that's okay. what I think. i'll jump onto yeah, mine then and we'll, we'll 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 move the misdirection over because <laughs> i don't i don't want bob getting all the shit so it's not his fault. He's just excited, bless him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, the things that really stood out to me, <laughs> the things that really stood out to me from E3 that weren't the Xbox stuff, um, the Intellivision Amico had a little sort of 10, 12 minute show um, showing off the show, sort, show. The show, show, yeah. <laughs> and they just showed off what was uh, the games that are coming in the console. So it comes with a couple of games in built and a few of the other games and stuff like that and a bit more about it. So it was really nice to see a new console be shown. Um, that's doing something totally different. This isn't aiming for sort of like crystal clear, perfect, realistic graphics, 60 FPS and that. This is aimed at family fun. This is going to be like a Wii. 
Like, I, and I feel like if they can get out there, it it could be as popular. Not it probably won't get to the heights of a Wii because obviously it's not Nintendo pushing it, and they haven't got like Zelda and stuff. But the 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 fact that it's got like classic in television games getting remasters and remakes, in classic Atari games getting remasters and remakes, they're not doing anything that's above like a PG. It's all family friendly. All the games, um, you can use mobile phones as extra pads and stuff like that. It's a, it's been built around couch co-op and stuff like that, and it looks. I mean, it probably won't appeal to hardcore gamers, but from someone as a dad who's got little kids who always want to play, being able to jump in and play like Missile Command or some like... They've got a a new game being built by the people, the original developers of Echo the Dolphin. So, and it looks like a a, a multiplayer Echo game, but with whales. Um, What, Echo? Echo the Dolphin. It used to be a Mega Drive game. Yeah. So, Uh, Echo... Um, that was really cool. Oh God, if you haven't so, watched that, check it so out. Um, what else was there? Um, obviously, the Assassin's Creed Valhalla DLC was awesome <laughs> news. Um, what else was there? There was something that stood out to me, and it's totally gone. The Guardians of the Galaxy stuff was nice, but I feel like that could have just been an Avengers DLC that has now been cancelled and moved to a full game to make more money because Avengers bombed. <laughs> um, probably, probably. Really hard. <laughs> And the Nintendo stuff showed some stuff I was really interested in. We're getting Fatal Frame, and it's coming to Xbox. We haven't had a Fatal Frame since the OG Xbox, so we're getting yeah. a new Fatal, fatal Frame. We're getting oh, a, a, a new Monkey Ball game that's coming to Xbox as well. That was shown at the... Um, <laughs> I don't know what that is. The Nintendo show. You're basically a monkey in a ball rolling around collecting yeah. bananas. Like a, the Monkey Ball <laughs> game, you are basically a, a, a monkey, monkey in a ball. ball really. That's it. It's Marble Madness with a different skin. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for the info, Ash. I, um, I wasn't able to... <laughs> well, Alucard didn't know, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a few other stuff. They, they bring out Advance Wars Remastered. Um, so it used to be a, a DS game or a Game Boy game. It's coming out on Switch, and then they're bringing out a Nintendo Zelda Game and Watch, which has like three classic Zelda games in this little Game and Watch. And I thought that looked pretty cool. I would probably want one of them for my like for a collector's sake. Um, but other than that, it was mainly indie games, indie games, indie games. They were the highlight outside of Xbox with the amount of amazing indie games. And I can't remember half of them because the names anyway, but they all looked awesome. And there were so many. Like, there was a, they did a, what was it called now? There was a showcase which was just about indie games and it was like a uplifting name. And I can't remember what it was called, but it was really good. And um, I really enjoyed loads of them. And a load of them are coming to Game Pass uh, so I'm, and I assume a lot of them will come to Xbox as well in future. So uh, if you haven't checked that out, there, there's currently the demos on Xbox, and also Steam are doing a uh, an E3 sort of future indie games demo showcase as well with different games on. So check them out because there's so many uh, cool and upcoming games. Uh, but yeah, other than that, E3 was long, laborious, boring at times. There was whoever they had as the hosts. They had some bloke with glasses on. He was so annoying. Actually, on the E3 parts of the E3 show, like around the showcases, I don't know who the fuck he was, but he was so annoying. And he just mm. he, he put me off wanting to watch most of the time. He was so annoying. I had to mute it till the shows came on. Um, but yeah, so I think overall E3 wasn't um 
super cool. As good as it should be. No, it wasn't as good as it has been in past years. Better for Microsoft. Like I say, Microsoft had a banger of a show, like yeah. a real, real good one. But Nintendo's, I don't think, was as good as some of the past ones. It didn't have as many wow moments. We're getting you... Um, Jin or whatever it is from Tekken or Jin's dad in Tekken as a character in Smash Bros. But other than that, no, it's Kazuya. Kazuya, that's his dad in it or his granddad or one of them. Yeah, no. Oh yeah, Kazuya it's is the it... father of Jin. Yeah, the son of Heihachi. <laughs> that's so, it. Yeah. yeah, so it's Jin's dad. Yeah, so, um, and I we did a poll. I put a poll up on Twitter earlier. Uh, what would you rate E3? Um, all of it as a whole, not just one showcase. 53% 53% said C um 26% said B 13% said A and sort of 7% said D so whoever said A is uh blind uh, obviously didn't watch all of E3 they're literally just basing that on a couple of showcases because half of it was awful <laughs> not even half it more than like half a, of it like, I think people just got confused because since it's the Xbox Live Party podcast, Twitter account... Oh, no, but I did put not just one showcase, all shows. So. Uh, okay, so they are just blind. Yeah, the or... ones who said A didn't watch very many other E3s, apparently. No, they'll have just watched Nintendo oh. or Microsofts and stuff. But yeah, to people oh. on Twitter who are trying to say, uh, like, that people are attacking Kotaku because they said the all digital E3 was a mess. Yeah, it was. It was a mess compared to other E3s. It was, it was. <laughs> Don't make you a Sony fanboy. Um, and me saying that the uh, Xbox and Nintendo were the only ones that really brought E3 from being a total failure. It doesn't make me a Sony fanboy. I don't give a shit about PlayStation at E3. I just think the rest of E3 was awful. Gearbox was awful. Square was pretty awful. Devolver, normally amazing, was way too long and showed way too little games. I think they only showed four games off very quickly. Um, and it was more about laughing about bloody NFTs and microtransactions and stuff. So Terrible, man. That one was so terrible. I, yeah. I you know... The first like five minutes after after the first five, I was like, I was like, wait, there's more of this crap. Like, <laughs> what are you guys doing? What is this? Like, I get you guys do the satire and all that stuff like every year, but put damn, the, this put is the games in as well. Much. Yeah, dragged yeah. on so hard. I was yeah. like, what is going on? What am they, I watching right now? Did they show more of uh, Death Door? Yes, but yeah. not much of it, and it wasn't the the, the amount of gameplay was probably about five minutes in a 30 minute presentation it was so long and just it was clearly they haven't got a lot of games ready because of covid which is fair play but maybe yeah. don't do a half hour presentation or show more yeah. gameplay um yeah. but one thing we did get after e3 which was a bit of a perk was the uh e3 game showcase extended which was on thursday after e3 ended now we already know that Hellblade was there and Ninja Theory because um, <laughs> Bob's already gone on about it. Well. Could be open. It was... <laughs> no, but like it was really well. I am pretty excited for Hellblade. I liked what they did there. Like we are not ready to show you official gameplay of it, but we will give you some idea of how things are going to work and how is the progress of, of our development. So. Oh. Yeah, I really enjoyed what they did there with Hellblade. It looks amazing. I yeah, hope yeah. they 
pretty. They, then it continues to look like that because holy crap! Yeah, is this it, what it looks it's going to be like? like what I'm seeing is passion from that developer. Holy, they said they had everybody do combat training, like not just the actress, but like the game, other game developers that were designing the game. They they said that they had other people do combat training as well. So this is like so much passion and emotion. Not only that, but they but oh they bring light to like you know they, they they revolve their games around interesting like topics and then they yeah. you know issues and stuff like that, like situations yeah. like they yeah. like how Hellblade deals with like psychosis or whatever that yeah. that thing is like it's interesting. You can tell yeah, though that I the mean, Microsoft money that they invested in a brand new sort of motion capture studio and everything when Microsoft yeah. purchased them. You can tell because it's like lifelike. The characters look amazing. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, one thing, one thing I think is really so cool about Ninja's Theory is like, if you take the character that plays Senua, I mean, they, they didn't do what other studios do and they go and like, like Kojima went and got Norman Reedus. The person that plays Senua, she, she was nobody. Okay. She yeah. worked in the studio. studio yeah. And, and they said, hey, yo, you want to try it out? Be the, yeah, <laughs> try it out. And it's like, like, wow. I mean, <laughs> this yeah. person that you know her just by seeing her now, like, hey, yeah. that's Senua. Yeah. And she can perfect cosplay all the time because have you seen all the pictures they put on sort of uh, Instagram and Twitter where she's like at work in full gear? I was like, that is yeah. must uh, be ace to go into work dressed like a warrior just because you can. I bet uh, she's putting everything into this role. Like I everything. I hope she got a yeah. pay rise anyway, because she did a good job. So. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, they made her into like a movie star. She might. You never know. She might get like a role in something else now. You know. Mm. <laughs> and it, what I do like is they haven't really tweaked her face or anything that much in the game. No. Whereas mm. some games, you look at them, and they they take sort of the eyes and the mouth and the nose, but then the head is different. Uh, yeah. And I hate that in games. Just use their actual face. Uh, don't cast them like, or oh. use their face. Do you know what I mean? So don't well, like half it. She can literally like kick your ass in real life now because she's got combat training. <laughs> right? Like to see what Ninja Fury has become for for what for the results that we had with the buyouts. With and yeah, I am including Bleeding Edge and the projects that they are working on. I am really glad to see that Microsoft has kept their promise to the studio because when they were about to buy Ninja Fury, Ninja Fury said, we don't want to be part of the standard AAA machine with microtransactions with, and we don't want to we don't want to be told what game to do and how to do it. And Microsoft said, well, if you join us, you will have that and not only that, but our supporting marketing Yep. Technology teams are all at your disposal, mm-hmm. and all the resources you need, we'll give it to you. So yeah, like see that that happening, true, truly happening for while we've been looking at it with their games. We had passion projects, small projects like Bleeding Edge, and yeah, it may not have worked out, but for the fan base of that game, and I am included in that, it worked so well it was so good and for what we've been seeing with hellblade 2 is just amazing like the microsoft that we have nowadays is really really different in comparison with the microsoft that we had before 
Yeah. Well, look God. at look at Project Mara. That's a passion project. It's clearly a small yeah. team doing it, and it looks amazing. I mean, I don't know what it's about, and I don't think it's going to be anything like people think. It's going to be like a weird sort of interactive experience. I think in a little, in a, like a house, but it looks fantastic. What they've shown, it looks literally lifelike. They're going to set new standards for graphics going forward. It's in, beautiful on it, console it, it, it's games. It's just beautiful how things have evolved. To be honest, like. And I do think that Ninja Theory has the potential to be the studio who is going to be like one of the biggest studios from Microsoft. Like, is a studio that is going to compete with studios like Naughty Dog and Santa Monica from Sony. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ninja Theory and the Initiative are the, the studios that I think are going to be the top tier studios for Xbox. To be honest. Oh, definitely. Um, but yeah, this this extended showcase it was presented by uh, Paris, who's um, uh, one of the sort of video game content creators, I would say online. He's quite good. He's quite fair and quite uh, yep. balanced. Uh, he did a great good Honest. job of it. I didn't watch the entire show because I I was getting my tooth done at the time. So what I did was I watched the end and then I watched the video bits of the bits I was interested in. Um, but mm-hmm. they showed off um, Hellblade and stuff with a little tease, and it did look oh, fantastic. Right. No, then then it was Halo. Halo. They showed an extended sort of breakdown of the multiplayer, which is more of the same. But um, one thing they did say was the season pass. Um, if you buy the season pass, it doesn't expire. So, do you know, like in Sea of Thieves and um, Apex Legends, Fortnite, you only have like two months or three months to play them. In Halo, yeah. if you don't finish it in that time, you can then finish it whenever. So, uh, there's they're not going to sell the stuff in the season pass for like a one-off fee that you can pay later. You have to get it by actually playing. So, um, Everyone who's got so if you see someone with a cool armor, it's um they've earned that in game. They haven't bought it like in Fortnite and stuff. Um, but say like me, I don't really play the Sea of Thieves season pass because I just don't have time at the moment to to get to max level. Um, but in Halo, if I bought the season pass and I didn't finish it when this one was on, you can then put XP from. You can assign it in the future, whatever whatever time you can assign where your XP goes to which season pass, which I think is awesome. And I think that'll yeah. ch- that'll change season passes going forward because it's such I a hope so. it's such a good idea because I love season passes and I, I I'm all for paying a little bit every couple like three months every quarter to keep the game going give them some money i get some cool stuff but i don't like paying like 15 quid to know i may not actually get everything that i'm paying for so i always feel like the season pass should be like that i've paid for it as long as i play it i can get it do you know what i mean so yeah that's how i feel about gears of war right now they're on like what operation seven and i've missed out on so much i can't go back and get that stuff no which yeah. you will be able to with Halo all the time, which is fantastic. Yep. Um, and I hope, I really hope, I really hope it does change the way that yeah. that battle passes work, because like that is like you know, and especially because like so many games are doing it now. Yeah, it's like you know, like I love Rocket League, I love Sea of Thieves, you know, I I, yeah. I sometimes play Fortnite depending on what they have on the battle pass, and it's just like I want to get that stuff because it's like you know, it's definitely worth it for the money, even though you know, because like you literally get for twenty bucks, you get like a hundred pieces of whatever like you know clothing skins whatever whereas you know sometimes if you go to the store 
you spend that twenty dollars on like one skin, yeah. you know. So it, it's worth it, but it's like it's only worth it like, if you get it. Time. Yeah. Yeah, if that's you, like, my problem. I, I've not bought a season pass for Sea of Thieves. I would love to because I want the stuff in them. But like the last one, the last season, I got to like fifty, and I actually played oh sixty, and I actually played quite a bit. This season, yeah. I'm only at like thirty-five, forty, because I just don't have enough time to play it constantly. Right. Where so they would have got money out of me if they'd allowed me to do it like Halo were doing it. But that's their decision. Uh, hopefully, they bring that sort of system out to sea of thieves in future i i honestly hope so um well the the good thing about sea of thieves though is that only 10 of them are the ones that you have to pay for everything else is free yeah so but if, they're the best ones though want, aren't they is what i mean so well yeah but but still but you the, the the thing is though that some of the you still get like a lot of gold and like and you do still get some like outfits and stuff like that so it's at least at least you know you're you're still it's not like you know it's not like i i guess in terms of the price for what you're getting, maybe that could be like, I guess, a point of contention because you know you are paying eight bucks for just ten items versus other battle passes where you're paying like twenty for like a hundred. But at the same time, though, if you don't want to pay for it, you're still getting stuff for free, and you can still pretty much mm. play until level hundred and and be getting stuff all the time. Oh, I I, I don't complain about the price, but I I think we see a thief see a thieves would sell those more if there wasn't a oh, you could play it sure. later on and get them because like for me. Yeah. If I only get three of the five items, I don't want to pay eight quid. I want all yeah, five yeah, yeah. for my eight quid. Right. I mean, right. back in the day, you'd pay eight quid and you'd get like a DLC pack. Do you know what I mean? You wouldn't be like, oh, yeah. I have to play a game to maybe get a DLC. Yeah. Um, yeah. In a perfect world, I, I, I think, you know, we we all believe that battle passes are BS. And, you know, we'd, we'd rather just get the items in game for free because we paid for the game or maybe just like DLC whatever you know like one price yeah. and you just get it without worrying about it but if anything though the way that halo is planning on doing the battle passes i definitely think that is the way to go yeah because you don't yeah. have that feeling of missing out you don't have that like pressure of like i gotta put in 12 20 hours today <sighs> like you know like i like i'm gonna have to do that for sea of thieves i'm gonna have to like you know i have four days so i'm probably gonna have to pay play for like 12 hours straight just to finish up the rest of it, you know, or something like that, you know, and it's like, I, mean, I don't want to do that. I'd rather play something else, you know, and like just play Sea of Thieves whenever I want it. Like, it's kind of forcing me to play it whenever, yeah. you know, even though I don't necessarily maybe will not want to play right now, but so definitely the way that Halo is doing it or is going to do it, it's that's the best way. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that they're going to do it like that, but that is, that is a great idea. I think, yeah. I think that oh, the only thing you would, uh, the only thing you can miss out is, I guess, if it's like a map, right, or something like that. Like no, they, they, they no the the, the the maps just go into rotation. Yeah. I think. Oh, so cool. so you, so you won't miss out on anything. No, if you no. Oh, really? you, oh, wow. The only thing know. is, like, you would have to um, you when you're putting your XP to say season pass one, you wouldn't be gaining it for season pass two. So you may always be behind, or you you could finish season pass two and then be like, oh, I've still got time. Let's put it on season pass one and catch up, sort of thing. So. You know what though? You may actually be right that other other companies may adopt this because think about it, right? Let's say Fortnite. They're like they're like up to Battle Pass twenty or whatever. They're like they're up there. They're because you know they, I think they were the ones that first started it, right? So yeah. it, imagine if they brought all of them back and they let everyone like buy each of them separately and say, okay, here you go. This 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 season you could put in whatever you could buy all of them and just choose which one you want to level up and you could still get the old items. Like that's. Mm. 
so much content. Like, I'm sure people would be pissed and be like, wow, look at look at all this DLC. It's like $20, $20 per pass, and there's like 30 of them here. That's like so much money. But like, that's that it was there from the beginning, right? So now they're just giving you an option of like, hey, yeah. if you want, you know, and, and maybe you don't even want some of the stuff. Maybe like this pass doesn't interest you, you know, so you don't have to buy it. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. You can go back and not worry about it. And like, I, I feel like if if this is successful for Halo and they see a lot of people buying multiple ones and just being able to, you know, just keep them and just getting that revenue, like even after a year after that battle pass was like initially initially announced, like other other publishers were like, oh my god, yes, that's good money. Yes, let's do this, greedy. You know. Well, to be fair, <laughs> all the Apex Legend players were out in force the other day saying they want Apex Legends to look to do to adopt this sort of idea because they think it's a oh, better wow. idea. So. The definitely yeah. there is a an outcry for it, and I think we'll see it in the future. Maybe not straight away, but next year I think a more will will pick that up. Um, then they moved on to Forza Horizon Five. Do you want to chat about this quickly, Fabio? Uh, to be honest, for the Forza Horizon thing, I haven't watched a lot, but I did the part that I did watch mostly, and that I have more info is the Psychonauts two thing that they showed up. Yeah. And it was... Can I go with that? Yeah, yeah, jump onto that. I'm, I'm just going to... I'll be back in a second, so if you can just keep chatting, I'll be back in a second. I'll talk because about it. Because they did show some, some... Some more... Like, they gave us a deep dive for Psychonauts 2. And here's the thing. Instead of just getting the same trailer that we had before and talking about some of the moments of the trailer, Tim Schafer was talking about the developments, how the game was going to work, the story behind it, some of the elements that are going to be returning from the previous game, and also showing gameplay while doing that. And if you look at how the game is looking, like it's really gorgeous, to be honest. Psychonauts 2 is a game that I am amazingly excited I am replaying the first game again just to be just to remember how it was to play Psychonauts and not just about the universe and the crazy things that happened inside Tim Schafer's mind because this is a game from him, but yeah. also to remember all the mechanics and how creative Double Fine is and how and how that game established Double Fine as a good studio because I think. Psychonauts 1 was their first big game? Stuff like that? I think so. Because I think Schiffer, he was an employee from LucasArts and right. then he moved out to create his own studio and it was Double Fine. And man, it, it looks really gorgeous. Some returning characters, some returning features, new areas. And it seems that we are going to have some new gameplay styles. Like there was a section there on the Xbox Game Showcase where it was like a instead of a 3D environment, you were playing in a 2D environment, going side scrolling from the left to the right. So I just looked it up, and yeah, that was actually not only was that their first biggest game, but it was their first game in general. Yeah, according to Wikipedia. Nice, nice. Man, it was so well done. And I am really excited for it. Do you guys have any comments about Psychonauts 2? So, I yeah. mean, I'm... I actually... Sorry. Go ahead, Bob. Uh, I was just gonna... I was just gonna... 
um, speak on Microsoft's decision to acquire Double Fine uh, solely on the work that they did on the first Psychonauts. Um, it's, mm. you know, it speaks a lot of the relationships that Microsoft has with some of these studios. Just to see the the little bit of work that they've done to put that investment in and say, please make a sequel to this game that you're so well known for. Go on. But like, would you would you say that it was only for Psy the first Psychonauts and like no involvement behind? Like, we loved what you did with Brutal, Brutal Legends or oh, any yeah. other Double Fine games. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. But I mean, we're getting. I mean, come on, we're getting a Psychonauts too. And not a Brutal Legends 2 first, right? Uh, so. Well, one day, fair, though, I think Brutal Legend was, was by EA, so... It was, was published by EA, so they... EA. Yeah, so who knows if they even mm. hold hold that IP. They even own that IP at this point. Yeah, but go on, Slayer. No, I was just going to say, like, I actually... And, and, I, and I think I <laughs> shared this before. Like, I've never played the first one, and I that's terrible of me i know and i will definitely uh you know now that the second one's you know coming out i will definitely try out i think i'm gonna play that's after biomutant which i think i'm maybe like a quarter of the way to halfway through once i finish that i think i'm gonna play through um psychonauts because i i don't think that's a like a long game right it's like what 10 hours 10 hours like yeah. yeah 10 hours 10 -ish. yeah it's not super yeah, long so... the first one's not super long the, the second one looks a lot longer now they've expanded it and added loads of like yeah. side quests and stuff, but the first one is a lot quicker. Which is cool. And there's a lot of Jack Black in the new one too. Yes. If you if you watch cool. if you watch his uh, YouTube channel, he did actually do a like an extended well, I say an extended, he did like a ten minute video where he was playing one of the levels. Um mm -hmm. but he, he is voicing characters in it. Um Nice. Yeah, it's another it's another week, yeah. another no week with no Jablinski games videos. I'm still sad. <laughs> I've been I've been I've been kind of um you know, kind of keeping be, keep keeping myself in the dark about it because I don't want to kind of spoil anything that you know from the first game if there is anything because I'm sure you know since it is a sequel, there's a lot of stuff that you know maybe if you saw it you would spoil your, your you know the first game oh, for yourself. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, there are spo some spoilers there. Yeah, yeah, so I've been. Yeah. Himself talked about it. Yeah, so I, I, that's why that's one of the reasons why like I don't really keep myself updated on the second one yet because I, I really do want to play through the first one and then maybe I'll look through the showcase again to see like like you know because then I'll have like a fresh perspective on it like oh yeah like I know this character or something like that you know so. Just watch your time. Um, oh, I, I'm sure. I, I mean, it looks like a, like I mean, that. the second one. I did see some gameplay and some trailers from you know from it because. Of the other E3s, and I was like, "Oh, this actually looks really cool." And then when it came yeah, to, yeah. you know, when it when it finally came to Game Pass, and it was free for anyone, you know, and it's been on. I think it's never leaving Game Pass at this point. Probably more not than likely. Now. So, oh, what happened? Yeah. yeah, probably won't now. It's now it's on yeah, permanently. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, yeah. Did so you like, see the new 4K you know, photos they released the other day? They look really nice. They showed a few more photos off. So, I love the it art style. Really nice. I love it. Yeah. Um, so big, big shout out to Sensei in the chat. Thanks for I coming along Sensei. and uh, Doing good, mate. joining us. So, yeah, maybe besides Psychonauts, I think we could talk. Is there anything for us to talk about Flying Simulator? Uh, I'll get through the list. <laughs> give, give me a minute. Besides, we'll, I'll work down the list. Beautiful. 
So I'm afraid of us talking about every single thing that happened during the extended. I'll I'll cut it down. I'll cut it down quickly. Yeah, I'll I'll cut it down. So Forza Horizon Five, um, Team Seventeen came out and said this will be Forza Horizon's largest, most diverse open world yet, from snowy peaks to tropical jungles to epic canyons to amazing beaches to both historic and modern cities, and there'll be loads to explore. Um. There wasn't a lot on that. Uh, there's a piece on here we'll talk, we've already got on the list to talk about later, so I'm skipping it now. Um, they showed off more about Battlefield 2042, but it's just Battlefield. Um, yeah. They showed off more gameplay of that co-op shooter, the Anacruzis. You know, that's on that spaceship with the aliens. That looks like a, a cheap Left 4 Dead. Um, yep. It's nice it's coming to Game Pass. It doesn't particularly make me excited it didn't look that great i'm not gonna lie it just looked like a cheap yeah. game pass filler game I, I i put my hand up and say that is a type of game pass filler i would imagine but we can play it it's co-op it looks fun enough it looks like it'll be a fun game but it doesn't look like something i would buy game pass for but um yeah they showed off more about stalker 2 but we talked about that before um they announced that uh Plague Tale is getting the original game is uh, getting a next gen version. Ooh, yeah, and it'll nice. run at 4K, 60 FPS, and it'll come out on July the 6th. Um, Ooh, okay. Age of Empires 4 is getting two new factions and campaigns. Um, no Xbox. So. <laughs> no Xbox yet. Um, yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean, they showed more off. Um, and they have announced a deep dive is taking place on Sunday, June the 20th. So that's tomorrow. tomorrow. They're going to do an extended show. They did this. They normally do this with when there's a new DLC or an expansion out. Um, it's just about the new expansion. Hopefully it explains and answers a few questions like, is this going to be a standalone DLC? Is it um, yeah. PvE or is it in a PvP? Is it in its own little world? Is it in the main game? Are they just adding a new area? Is it a temporary expansion because of licensing or permanent? We don't know yet, but um, they did show um, a Kraken with a face, and you fight a Kraken through like a wall by the looks of it, which looked pretty awesome. So, And they showed off loads of new areas and stuff in the trailer. It looks gorgeous. Loads of new enemies, loads of new... Um, monsters and stuff so i'm looking forward to that and they have said lots of like the crab monsters and stuff this is something they did say were coming to the main game permanently as well so that's what makes me that makes me think that this is going to be standalone or in its own little area but a lot of the enemies and stuff will like other the other expansions they've slowly made their way into the game permanently that's going to happen here as well so uh hopefully we'll get more stuff to fight uh, Hades had a character breakdown, which is fantastic, but it's just Hades. Um, Grounded's update was expanded on and chatted about. Um, like I say, it was just Shredders, shredders yeah, showcased a bit uh, more yeah. of that. There was a weird Scarlet Nexus developer deep dive, which was really weird because the guy talking obviously it was translated because they were like a japanese company but the camera wasn't pointing at him and he was like looking off into random directions when he was talking it was really off-putting for me um (laughs) the game looks great i'm sad it's not on game pass i feel like that would be a really cool game pass get because it's one of those games that 
yes, a lot of people want it, but it is also very niche. That sort of anime style is a it is niche compared to sort of like Call of Duty or something. Um, but yeah, if you watch the deep dive, it's weird because the developers like the cameras are like in different angles, and so he's like looking over here and talking. And you're like, why? Look at the camera and chat. I like, uh, did this. I'm just... like, What's going on? Like, um... I'm, ju- like I- I'm just curious about because here's the thing. Overall, the this conference, this extended showcase that we had, we had absolutely no mention of Bethesda or anything. We had nothing. So. It's kind of curious, don't you think? Maybe they're going to do another show with just them. It wouldn't surprise me. But like a, a, an extended showcase, but only with the Bethesda side of it. To be fair, though, the stuff that they announced for Bethesda was all a long I, way away, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah so Deep into the future. Um, and then, yeah. much to Bob's satisfaction, we they did release more about the Microsoft Flight Simulator console um, version. So it's going to arrive on X and S on July twenty seventh, and uh, the no lead. Xbox <clears throat> no, they've 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 said there was an interview the other day where they've said Phil said they can they're going to look into bring in these games to Xbox One via cloud. So that's the way to backwards oh, yeah. compile. You're going to just get xCloud on a console and you'll play it that way. Um, yep. But lead developer Jorg Newman, I apologize if I've butchered your name, uh, said uh, it will feature Jorgen. more tutorials than the PC version to help new players and that there's going to be a new land anywhere feature in it that will let players land anywhere. <laughs> and it should make exploring yep. the world a lot more fun and less intimidating. So I don't know why you couldn't land anywhere in the PC version because it's a flight game. If you land, you land. Do you just hit grass and just explode or something on the PC version? <laughs> but according to this version, the P- the console version will have a land anywhere for us uh, flight simulator noobs. So when we downward nose spiraling like- into the ground, we can just go like, Bloop, and we're fine. We won't like we won't be that precise in comparison to the PC version. So yeah, I think they decided to yeah. yeah since these fuckers are going to kill themselves oh. every time they end up landing, let's help them. I, I just imagine us all playing it in co-op. Do you know, when you can fly together and you've all gone you're like Fabio, you'll have one of those little planes like from the trailer and I'm just gonna fly past mm-hmm. everyone in one of those fucking top gun jets just like Bruh! <laughs> so you got this, this just to be a this is your dream is this that's what, it yeah. excited? Like, imagine <laughs> imagine if flight sim was open like massively multiplayer online you just fly around like oh, minding like, your business some some twat just comes past like roar, straight in front of your flight plan <laughs> i, I want to play as the ufo that's what i want to play as and just like oh, fucking all over the place that's <laughs> that's future dlc that uh, but it yeah, looks it like, looks gorgeous. Like the first hour will just be crashing into each other just to mess each other up. Oh yeah, obviously. Yeah. It, no, it, it'll be. Probably. Can we all like get in a line and like sit on top of each other in a straight flight? That's what we need. To, like a pyramid. Can we make a pyramid? Remember in Top Gun when he inverted over top of the Mig and they took yeah. a picture of him? Giving yeah, him yeah, giving That's what we're gonna have to do. That we'll we'll spend like a whole day and we'll just head. Yeah. That's it. And crashing into each other's houses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um but Did that... You feel that? <laughs> Are you okay? Uh... 
But that was it, basically. They just extend. They showed a load of cool stuff off. Um, if you're interested, check out the videos in 4K on YouTube. It, it, it's you can't do it justice describing it. It they all look beautiful. Um, especially Hellblade. Yeah, especially Hellblade. Yeah, we, we're we're literally spoiled now for the rest of this year, and looking like into next year we're going to be spoiled oh, yeah. as well. So for the rest of the next couple of years, I think. Um, we got we got no games though. I mean, no I, do you know what? I wouldn't even care if none of them were exclusive. I've got too many games. I don't care. I just exactly. want to play them. I don't. Know. I so, don't care about being exclusive, not exclusive or not. It doesn't matter. They, they will be released on PC day one. That's oh yeah, there ain't no exclusive round here. That's on a PC. <laughs> Everyone's got five K PCs <laughs> to play them though. It's fine. Oh yeah. So, oh. The amount of salt on the internet this week. Oh my god, it's been great. Did you see yeah. the, the Did you see Metro put a, 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 an article out the like uh, Starfield showcase for Xbox may still come to PS5. It's like what? When, how did any of that say it was coming to PS5? Like it, it says in big letters Xbox and PC only and like exclusive. It's just because it's just because Star Howard said that they wanted to release the game in as many platforms. Yeah, as but that means cloud and X cloud. Yeah, and... but they <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fun date bollocks. Like and with and with beat Heinz saying sorry to the PlayStation fans. Yeah, but he did later correct that. He did oh, tweet that fuck. he wasn't saying sorry yeah. that it was exclusive. He was saying, "I am sorry, your feelings are hurt." So yeah. he's like, uh, he says it's business. Be, it's know, it's not a. Uh, it's I'm not sorry I that it's exclusive. I am sorry that you are unhappy that it's exclusive. Yeah, I know, I know, but like the oh, media, okay. the fanboys are going to listen what they want to hear. It doesn't matter for them the truth. Like they will consider that mm. with this, I'm sorry. It doesn't matter if Pitheim says I don't care if it is Xbox exclusive. Fuck you about that. Yeah, but. People will say that Xbox is the bad guy and is forcing Bethesda to make it exclusive, and that's it. Like it, people will do and listen and hear what they just want to do. I, I still don't get that like argument. Like, oh, Microsoft bought Bethesda, and then they're then they're keeping the games from us. Like, <laughs> Sony bought Insomniac. Those games are not coming anywhere else other than PlayStation. Like, what? Well, it's the same thing. It's just that yeah. it just happens that Bethesda is just a bigger company with a lot of studios. You know, they're just they're but Bethesda are nice. So. Remember, Insomniac just put never in that tweet saying when someone just, asked. Yeah, I just wanted to since we do have a free pass on talking about fanboys, I'm gonna show you a fanboy post that I put it on Discord. That is the guy saying. Besides Starfield is shit, and then the guy replied to him saying, "I know I should buy the I know I should buy the other console or a bad SPC, but I hate that Microsoft did an anti-consumer move like this. I get it with the time exclusive that Sony always does, but an entire dev like Bethesda is very whack. I'm playing Fallout right now, and I was really sad a bit. <laughs> like <laughs> I get it. like I know Sony does that." But fuck it, I, I don't like it when Microsoft does. That's like, it. That's the. the... <laughs> well, no, he was basically saying that that Sony only does time exclusive. They don't. They don't keep it from Xbox. Yeah. Okay. What's Insomniac the... then? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Insomniac and, and right. Last of Us. And we'll all we'll move on from the fanboyness uh, before it <laughs> devolves. Bob's got to go soon, so we're going to wrap it up. There's not much left to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry about that. Sea of Thieves is getting another Twitch drop. 
26th and 27th of this month. And it's not linked to partners this time. So you don't have to watch partners um, on Twitch. You can watch anyone who's streaming it. So we're planning on playing some Sea of Thieves next week when the DLC comes out. Heck yeah. So between, be- between me and Slayer, we'll stick some drops on between us so everyone can grab freebie items. Um, Definitely. We'll post it up close to the time what days we're playing. Um, mm-hmm. Moving on, Xbox Design Lab has come back. Now it's with the Xbox Series X and S pads. Um, check them out. They're a bit pricey, but they look gorgeous. Um, it's eight quid, yeah, like ten dollars, just to put your name on the bottom. The Robin bastards, though. Jeez. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if you saw on Twitter. I tried to do a custom Banjo Kazooie controller. Yeah. <laughs> I tried my best there. I think I, I want I one that. What I did there, but I tried my best. I like the one that someone's done that looks like an OG 360 controller. That I, oh, need. Yeah. I yeah. want that one so bad. It looks yeah. so good. Um, but yeah, that's back now, and they're all active, so you can grab them. And that's it for the news. Um, so big thank you to everyone who's no, um, took part. We do have a one thing. We we, we have, have a podcast have announcement. Um, but in terms of gaming news, we, we're through for the day. Um, but we do have some podcast news. Um, we won't be doing a podcast next week. We're having a break. We're having a one week time off break. Um, mainly because I am absolutely shattered from E3 and I want to play Sea of Thieves and other games one weekend. Um, we'll do something at the same time, but it'll probably be a live stream of us gaming and chatting. So it won't be a formal podcast. It'll probably be us all playing yep. a game, chatting, like we're doing now, but um, less structured. And it'll be uh, probably on YouTube or Twitch, depending on what we stream it on. But um, Gamecast. Yeah, we won't be doing uh, a proper podcast. It'll be like a, a live game stream and like a games cast, like Slayer says. Um, after that, we will be back as normal, um, and it'll be classed as a season two. There's nothing really changing as such, um, but Bob will only be able to join us every fortnight soon um, due to just life and work. So what we're planning to do is, on those weeks Bob can't join us, we are going to have special guests um just to make sure we fill the numbers basically um so we'll be announcing more special guests soon we haven't booked everyone in yet uh however i can say that garrett atkins uh who was one of the guys who created that game pass counter and he's um at uxp he will be coming on on the 10th of july i believe when the jinder isn't here um nice. as well so that's the first guest we've got announced um but other than that nothing's changed such in the podcast it's still going to go the same we may redo the the background make it nice and shiny give it a sort of an update people have been asking for our names on the screen so they can tell who's talking and stuff like that um if right. you don't know our face by now so i'm thinking of tweaking it so you can see who's talking but other than that like i said there's no major changes it's just next week We'll still be here, what but we're not man. doing a newscast. We're firing Fabio, but uh, the rest what of us will man. still be here. <laughs> we, were, we, were acquired, we were acquired by, by Tech Raider. No, just kidding. No, as, as I've posted on Twitter, we're having a break for a I, week I because I'm making Silent Hills. <laughs> it's fine. I'm allowed to say it. I am developing oh, Silent man. Hills. Uh, can you not tell? Himself, like, yeah, that, see this mirror? This is the opposite of black and blue. <laughs> And um, that means I am developing Silent Hills. It's good to see that you are developing Silent Hill. I'm developing Scalebound. 
Ah, oh, there we go. Oh, man. Oh. And, and, and Bob's making Metal Gear Solid. Um, yeah. Right. So all good. Metal but... Gear Solid Survival 2. Yeah, so... Um... No, no. It's Brutal Legend 2. Can't you tell for all the guitars? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were making Rocksmith 3. That's it. So... And, I'm, and I'm making the movies too. Did you guys know? You met the Jinnah oh, happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, big thank you to everyone that's watching live who's been chatting in the comments. Uh, even the new people that have shown the face day. Thank you very much for coming along. Uh, big thank you to anyone who watches this on demand later. We really appreciate it. Big thank you yes. to all you um, Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor listeners. Um, you guys are listening, you guys and girls, shall I say, are listening from all over the world. Honestly, the, we're getting in from France, Africa, yeah. all over. It's crazy that you guys nice. and people out there are spending like two hours a week listening to us chat about games, uh, talk absolute Two hours, two and a half, half hours. Yeah, sometimes nearly three hours. Um, yeah. But we really appreciate it. Like I say, we keep doing it because we enjoy it and you guys seem to enjoy it because you keep coming back. Um, if you've got any questions ever, if you ever want to ask us any questions, you want us to answer anything, you want us to discuss anything, hit us up um, on Twitter, on Facebook, or uh, hit us up on Xbox yep. and just fire it over to us. If you're someone interested in coming on as a podcast guest, fire away. We're always looking for cool people to come and join the conversation. We're friendly enough. Uh, we don't bite too much, so we, if you... we hope we hope to be friendly enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> <We've>... <laughs> Sensei says he's listening from the Matrix, so that's cool. We even get plugged in there. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. We're growing, but um, yeah, there that's it go. for this episode. We've we've kept it under two hours, which is fantastic. Um, we're gonna go play some games probably. Yeah, it's it, well, no, I think we've had slightly lower, but in modern podcast, under two hours is like a a rarity so um yeah. you down to play something after this well hope yeah. bob's obviously not because he's off go. now he said and he's gutted every ah, time bob, God damn it, bob. <laughs> oh. we're only playing because we know you can't that's all it is fabio's been planning <laughs> this all along but um yeah like i say we'll see you all uh next saturday for some gameplay we're going to be streaming sea of thieves through the week i'm not exactly sure what days and times but it will be up on twitter and facebook when we know um yeah also sensei says happy father's day uh for those yeah it's father's day tomorrow uh oh, yeah? in the uk it is i don't know about elsewhere but in the uk it's father's day so Happy Father's Day to all you uh, gaming dads out there, normal dads as well. Um, enjoy it. Get your gaming in. Make sure you get your feet up, get your mug out, get your tea and stuff like that. Breakfast in bed, that's what I've requested. Um, nice. Ask for your um, Xbox um, Design Lab pads for your Father's Day gifts, you know, all that sort of stuff. Make sure you <laughs> all have it. And like I say, big thank you to everyone again. And we'll see you next week. And thank you for listening. And bye for now. Bye, everybody. everybody. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. Bye.